Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew preaches a sermon on the virgin birth, with this message entitled, Good News of Mega Joy, preached December the 21st, 2014. If you have a Bible with you, please turn to Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. Good news of great joy. The audacity of hope was a book written by the president of the United States. Audacity means bold, daring, arrogant hope. In this book, the president was not speaking about our hope in our Savior. Christ the Lord, born in Bethlehem about 2,000 years ago. All hope based in sinful dying men is worthless. St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 19, If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are to be pitied more than all men. Sinful man's help is worthless. Psalm 60 verse 11. Sinful man's hope is in this world. And his hope is simply full of misery. St. John tells us in 1 John 2. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the boasting of things comes not from the Father, but from the world, that is, from the devil. The world and its lusts pass away. Dying man, sir, pass away. But the one who does the will of the Father abides forever. Read the Bible that points me to Jesus Christ, the hope of glory. So I sing, friends, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. I'm saying the audacity of hope is other ground. And it is sinking sand. It saves nobody. It makes human beings wicked, arrogant, stubborn, refusing to trust in Jesus Christ alone for one's eternal salvation. Sinful men are without hope and without God in this world. God appointed him once to die and then face God's judgment. The psalmist counsels us 
Israel, put your hope in the Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is full redemption. He himself will redeem Israel from all their sins. Friends, in Jesus Christ alone, as St. Peter says, we have living hope. Man, he trusts in his puny intellect, in his money, in his fading beauty, and in his power, and in his pedigree. But he must die, sir. The angels spoke of him to Virgin Mary, to Joseph, and to the poor shepherds of Bethlehem. Spoke of Jesus Christ, the Savior, Christ the Lord. To you today I bring you this good news of great joy. In the fullness of time, a Savior was born. He is Jesus Christ the Lord. He is not a sinful man pretending to save sinful men. He is very God and very man, perfect man, who by his atoning death and resurrection will save all who repent and believe in him alone. He is the only savior of the whole world. He is the hope of glory. Only in Jesus we have the hope of eternal life. In Matthew 1, 18 through 25, St. Matthew records the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. My professor John Murray of Westminster Theological Seminary spoke of the incarnation of God's eternal Son in this manner. He who never began to be in his specific identity as Son of God began to be what he eternally was not. The infinite became finite. The immutable became mutable. The invisible became visible. The sustainer of all became dependent. The Almighty became infirm. God became man. Murray states also that incarnation means the conjunction in one person of all that belongs to Godhead and all that belongs to manhood. In this incarnation, Holy Spirit begat and the Virgin Mary conceived without the agency of a man. This was miraculous in three ways. It was supernatural begetting of a supernatural person. 
and there was supernatural preservation and so Jesus alone was born sinless unlike Mary and us Saint Matthew tells us that Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph this betrothal created a legal state of marriage but before they began to live together which usually took place after a year it was reported to Joseph that Mary was found with child in her womb this pregnancy came about we are told epneumatos by the Holy Ghost Bible testifies to this miraculous conception in several places Matthew 1 18 20 and 23 Luke 1 27 31 34 and 35 and it was prophesied by Isaiah in Isaiah 7:14. Matthew states clearly that Mary's supernatural virginal conception was the fulfillment of the Isaianic prophecy which he gave 700 years before Luke 1 verse 37 states that there is nothing impossible for God it is very credible that God performs miracle listen to J. Gresham Machen the great New Testament scholar and founder of the famous Westminster Theological Seminary and he says in his book Virgin Birth our salvation depends squarely upon history the Bible contains that history and unless that history is true the authority of the Bible is gone and we who have put our trust in the Bible are without hope let me tell you sir only sacred history is totally true and the secular history is filled with lies along with some truth those who reject the virgin birth reject the whole supernatural view of Christ and I say those who reject the supernatural cannot be true Christians who have the life of God in the soul of men Machen also explains that a man is saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ as he is offered to us in the gospel part of that gospel is the stupendous miracle of the virgin birth and professor B.B. Warfield of the old Princeton said supernatural Christ and the supernatural salvation carry with them by an inevitable consequence supernatural birth Joseph came to know about this pregnancy of his wife probably Mary herself reported to him 
through an intermediary. It is possible that she had told Joseph that it was ekpneumatos through the power of the Holy Spirit that she conceived. But Joseph did not believe the story. Being a righteous law-abiding man, Joseph refused to take her as his wife. He went to bed planning to divorce her privately by giving her a bill of divorcement as we read in Deuteronomy 24 verse 1. And we read in Luke 1 verse 38, Mary had been trusting God to work out this thorny problem. In the night while Joseph was sleeping, God's angel appeared to him and told him that Mary's conception was virginal by the power of the Holy Spirit and that she is holy and that she did not violate the seventh commandment. Therefore, he must not be afraid to take Mary home from her father's house. He was overjoyed to hear this message from God. The angel probably was Gabriel who had previously appeared to Mary. The angel addressed Joseph as son of David because he was heir to the throne of David. And Joseph was commanded to do a number of things. Take Mary home as his wife in domestic union to provide and protect her, guide her, comfort her, encourage her. She will give birth to a son. And Joseph is to adopt him by naming him the God-given name Jesus. Murray says it's a precious name. Used 150 times in Matthew's gospel alone. A name not given arbitrarily. God revealed this name. God chose this name. It is full of spiritual meaning. Jesus means Joshua. Joshua means Jehoshua. Which means Jehovah God saves. It comes from the Hebrew word Yasha. Means to save. So in my language he is called Yeshu. Savior. One who saves. Old Testament tells that only God is the Savior. So we read in Isaiah 43 verse 11. I even I am the Lord and apart from me there is no Savior. And Hosea 13 verse 4. But I am the Lord your God. You shall acknowledge no God but me, no Savior except me. And Acts 4.12 says, Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. All religions 
are human religion of sinful human beings cannot save anybody only Jesus Christ saves my question to you even those who visit us by divine ordination have you trusted in Jesus Christ alone for your eternal salvation understand this logic friends God alone saves Old Testament tells us but we are told Jesus saves too therefore the conclusion is what Jesus is God who saves the same logic appears in the Old Testament God alone forgives our sins but in the New Testament we are told Jesus forgives our sins too therefore Jesus is God who forgives sins logic sir his name is an exclusive name that means in the Greek he alone autos he alone saves it is he that saves no other savior sir he is the savior of the whole world he will save his people totally say he saves our body and he saves our soul total salvation in Jesus all the families of the earth will be blessed he is the seed of the woman virgin Mary who will crush the head of the serpent he will destroy death which is the wages of our sin by his atoning death and give us eternal life audacity of hope will never give you eternal life he will destroy our hell and bring us to God in heaven he will save his people all the elect whose names are already written in the Lamb's book of life he will save all whom the father gave him and all who are chosen in him and are given grace in him he will save not only Jews but also the Gentiles and so we read Romans 8 for those God foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brothers all those he predestinated he also called those he called he also justified those he justified he also glorified and John 17 verse 2 for you granted him authority over all people that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him and John 17 verse 9 I pray for them I am not praying for the world in other words there are vast majority of people in the world who are worldly and Jesus did not pray for them but ecclesia church consists of those who are called out from the world 
I pray for them. I am not praying for the world. But for those you have given me. For they are yours. Second Timothy 1 says. God has saved us and called us to a holy life. Not because of anything we have done. But because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus. Before the beginning of time. But it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus who has destroyed death and has brought us life and immortality to light through the gospel. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, but we ought always to thank God for you brothers, loved by the Lord, loved by the Lord. Because from the beginning God chose you to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through belief in truth. He called you to this through our gospel that you might share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. He saves the despised shepherds, the lowest of the law. And he saves the publicans and the prodigals and the prostitutes and the chiefs of sinners. So we read First Timothy 1. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I'm the worst. But for that very reason I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his unlimited patience as an example for those who would believe on him and would receive eternal life. Friends, God mocks and laughs at the mighty, the audacious, the wicked, the arrogant, the rich and the famous and the intellectual and the philosopher let me read to you if you are not convinced 1 Corinthians 1 beginning with verse 26 brothers think of what you were when God called you not many of you were wise by human standards not many were influential not many were of noble birth but God chose the foolish things of the world for the purpose of shaming the wise, shaming the intellectual, shaming the mighty, shaming the philosophers, shaming the politicians. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things of the world and the despised things and pastors' translation. He chose the nothings. To nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. Mary herself was saved by Mary's son, the God-man, Jesus. Friends, Mary confessed that she was a sinner. Luke 1, 46 and 47, and Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Mary was a sinner just like us. So worship of Mary is idolatry. 
The idea of immaculate conception is false. She was a sinner. She was conceived in sin and born a sinner. The Messiah Jesus saved her. Jesus alone saves his people from their sins. Not in their sins, not in spite of their sins, but from their sins. Those who live in sin, be warned. You are not a Christian. Jesus saves us from, away from our sins. He makes them like Jesus. He justifies the ungodly to make them godly. He saves them from the penalty of sin, which is eternal death. From the power of sin, from the pollution of sin, and even the presence of sin. By Jesus, his people are saved. They are being saved, and they will be saved. In soul and body. It is he who will bring us to glory. Friends, glory is our destination. And to glory he shall bring us. In our soul and in our body, he shall bring us to glory. We are objects of mercy prepared for glory, prepared for the heavenly happiness of eternal beatific vision. Yes, he will save all his people, everyone. John 6:39 and 40 and this is the will of him who sent me that I shall lose none of all that he has given me but raise him up at the last day for my father's will is that everyone who looks to the son and believes in him shall have eternal life and I will raise him on the last day He will save from their sins and bring them to God. He will save them from the root of sin and its fruits from the evil heart and evil actions. Jeremiah says in chapter 17, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked and who can know it? Matthew 15, we read, but the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart, and these make a man unclean, for out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander, these are what make a man unclean. 1 Corinthians 6, do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor male prostitutes, nor homosexual offenders, nor thieves, nor the greedy, or drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And that is what some of you were. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. And we read in Galatians 5, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Friends, salvation from sin is not found in anyone else under heaven. No one comes to the Father except through this Jesus. 
There is no way for you to be saved except by faith in Jesus Christ and serving him all your lives. If you don't live a holy life, you are not a Christian. Because his name is Jesus, he shall save you what's a, from, away from your sins. Who is Jesus? He is Emmanuel, meaning God with us. He is Savior, only Savior of the whole world. He is Messiah, the anointed prophet, priest, and king promised in the Old Testament. He is Lord, He is Jehovah God. He is wonderful counselor. He alone counsels you from His holy scriptures. And he is counseling you right now through me from the Bible. Wonderful counselor. He is mighty God. God of creation, providence, redemption. He is everlasting father, father who cares for us from all eternity and to eternity. He is prince of peace. Through him we have peace with God. And because of him, the peace of God comes to our hearts, to God, our heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Sir. Peace, Prince of Peace. He is called the Son of the Most High, the one and only Son. We are adopted. We belong to the family of the devil. God adopted us and made us sons of God in Jesus Christ. And he is the good shepherd, sir who gave his life for the sheep in his substitutionary and propitiatory death of the cross so Romans 4 we read he was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification I sinned I must die but he died in my place I am given eternal life my sins have been forgiven forever in 2 Corinthians 5 that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ now listen not counting men's sins against them and verse 21 and God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God righteousness that's what you are sir clothed in the righteousness of God an alien righteousness Joseph believed and obeyed God's instruction he believed the miracle of the virginal conception of Mary was by the Holy Ghost he took her to his home to provide for her protect her, guide her, comfort her and serve her He adopted her son by naming him Jesus that he may inherit David's throne forever. Friends, the Lord Jesus Christ is King of Kings forever and ever. You better submit to him, to his rule and he will save you. Joseph by his faith in Jesus was also saved from his sins. 
Friends, you can hear all the gospel. The question is, have you bowed your knees to Jesus Christ? And have you confessed him as your Lord? Otherwise, all the hearing of preaching will only contribute to one's own increased judgment. Shepherds believed and were saved. Joseph and Mary believed and were saved. A vast multitude of people have been saved by this heaven-sent Savior, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And thank God, Jesus saved us also. Hallelujah. So we read in Romans 5, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And we read... In Romans 8, therefore there is now what, sir? No condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And let me read to you from the scriptures. What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all. How will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who is he that condemns Christ Jesus who died more than that who was raised to life? is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us? From the love of Christ shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine, nakedness, danger or sword. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced beyond a shadow of doubt, convinced that neither death nor life Neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height or depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I am saying he will save you too if you are outside of Christ and he'll save you now. Now is the accepted time and now is the day of salvation. What must I do to be saved? The answer is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And Peter said repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Believe, confess, repent, and forth, pray to Jesus. And we read, everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And Peter was sinking. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. His name is Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. And he was saved. 
and you will possess eternal life sir i tell you the truth john 5:24 whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has 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 possesses eternal life and will not be condemned he has crossed over from death eternal to life eternal therefore friends let us celebrate saved people celebrates worships god let us worship god the father with the multitude of elect angels and all those who are saved from their sins all his people those in heaven and on earth singing gloria in excelsis deo glory to god in the highest and on earth peace among all who by grace believe in the son jesus christ our lord or let us say with saint paul now to the king eternal immortal invisible the only god be honor and glory forever and ever amen or let us sing with the 24 elders in heaven and they sang a new song you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain and with your blood you purchased men for god from every tribe and language and people and nation you have made them to be a kingdom and priest to serve our god and they will reign on earth heavenly father we praise you for this day in time in the fullness of time in history you send your eternal son and he took upon himself human flesh that in his humanity he obeyed god fully that he may offer himself as our atoning sacrifice by his death he destroyed our death and he delivered us from the fear of death by his death he defeated the devil Lord we are more than conquerors in Jesus Christ our Lord we pray that you help us to be built up by your truth of the gospel this we pray in Jesus name amen, amen.